Hey, 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 what's up, guys? This is Aiden Taco Jones. You listen to Sitting Under a Tree, Tuesday, 17th April, 2018. <laughs> I hope that wasn't too loud. Um, fucking, how you guys doing? I hope everyone's good. Um, I'm feeling. Yesterday I was feeling great. Today I'm feeling pretty good. Yesterday I just. I fucking. I was on point, man. I had a really good show last night. Um. So, alright, like, here's where I'm at with, um, I wasn't going to talk about this first, but fuck it. Uh, I, so the best newcomer in the Melbourne International Comedy Festival gets announced tonight, uh, by all reports. It was supposed to be announced on Saturday, and so a bunch of us went to the festival club when we weren't really intending to, to go and see who got announced, and, uh, I'm, I, I think I'm in the conversation for, like, the, the nominees, you know? So if there's, like, I think there's four nominees, and I I think I'm probably one of, like, ten names being floated around, I reckon. And uh, yesterday, so the reason I was in a good mood yesterday is because uh, I, was at, um, I was at Nice, this business course thing that I'm doing, and I'm checking my sales, like, you know, fucking, <laughs> literally, like, every half hour, um, and Pieta, this chick from the festival messaged me and was like, Hey, can I, rather than asking you if you want me to send people into your show, can I just like send them in, um, and not ask you about it? Just put them on your ticket list. And I was like, Oh fuck yeah. And as soon as she, like, we confirmed that she chucked two people on from the last night and two people on for Wednesday, tomorrow night. And, uh, and then my sales like started to go up a little bit as well. So like, I sold out at the end last night. I had like 30 something people in the show and, um, I just, I'm trying, yeah, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, like, you know, when you want something really fucking bad, but you're in competition, it's like maybe like a job or something, but if you knew all the other people going for the job, you know, and, and, and you like, I don't want to be as arrogant as to say that I think I'm going to get it. Because I haven't even seen most of the other shows that are up for it. I know some of the other people that are doing it. I know their comedy, but I haven't seen their shows. And I know I'm very much like a... a I've been a dark horse like in this festival. The, the, at the start of the festival, I don't think a lot of people would have said, oh yeah, Aiden's going to be in the running for Best Newcomer. And so I don't know whether it's arrogant of me to assume that I might get... Like, I... I'm I'm trying not to hope. I'm trying to hope for it, but I'm trying to not expect that I'm going to get nominated. Does that make sense? And I don't even feel comfortable really admitting that to a lot of people because I feel like people are going to be like, oh, fucking getting on your big boots here, aren't you? Trying to get nominated. Like, you know, think you're going to get nominated for this award. Have you seen the rest of the, the field? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Have, they, have you seen my show? It's a good show. But then again, it's, of course I would think that. I'm the one performing it every night. And literally every step of my career in comedy so far, I've thought that I was ready for something, you know. I thought that I was going to get a thing, and it turned out that I wasn't ready. So, like, who's to say this isn't just my my hubris again, taking control of my heart and going, no, you do deserve that, when actually, I mean, (sighs) there is Daniel Walker, um, Tim Hewitt, fucking... Um, Cam, uh, I've just forgotten his last name, god damn, Cam Duggan, 
Three amazing comics who all by rights should probably be getting nominated for Best Newcomer this year. And then there are a bunch of others and it's like that I haven't seen, that I don't see regularly, but people are like, this person, this person, this person. It's just like, oh, but still such a big part of me is like, nah, man, fuck it. You're going to get nominated. Go to that thing and... Uh, the yeah, the nerves are, are kind of um kind of wearing me down. But if that was a judge last night, if one of the two people who came last night was a judge, they definitely saw me do a good perform. Like the crowd was so fucking cold at the start of the night, but I didn't let it phase me. I was in a really good mood, and I kind of knew that I was going to have a good show. So I uh, I I just fucking went through, and I think I ended up winning the audience, which was really cool. God, I got the sniffles, mate. I got the sniffles. I got, I can't stop sniffling. <laughs> uh, that was funny. Even if anything else that I've said so far has just been self-indulgent and wank. That was quite funny, wasn't it? I got the sniffles. Um... Sorry, I just had to put my tea bag in the bin there. I think I might be addicted to tea. Is that possible? I've, I'm always drinking tea on this podcast. <laughs> Has anyone else noticed that? I always, whenever I go to make a, like an episode of the pod, I cannot do it without a cup of tea. I don't know what that is. I used to drink water when I first started. Maybe it's because the weather's getting colder. That's interesting. Maybe I don't drink tea in the summertime. Mmm. <laughs> Oh, too hot, too hot, no. So, um, yeah, man, I just, I don't know, I can't not do it without, I can't do it without a, uh, a nice little cup of black tea, no milk, no sugars. Here's my morning, like, my morning routine, right? I actually, I feel very happy with my routine right now. I get up in the morning, uh, I've heard lately that when you get up, you're supposed to, like, do that lion shit, you're like, ah, you know, like really pop yourself into, I am awake now, I don't do that, I roll over and I check my phone for about half an hour, <laughs> I, check, I go through all my social media, I check football stuff on the Guardian, uh, I'll like, maybe read through some messages that I do remember sending someone, but I, I'm like quite happy with, you know, like when you send a message, you're like, that was a good one. And I'll like read that again and be like, yeah, you're all right, mate. And go back to bed for another 10, 15 minutes, not sleep, but just lie there and feel good. Um, and then I'll wake up and I go downstairs. If there's dishes, which there are, I do them. Uh, and then I make my breakfast, which is two slices of toast, two eggs, Fried in the pan with salt, pepper, chili, and then and that goes on one slice of toast, and then the other slice of toast is fucking avo, salt, pepper, chili, and then tomatoes diced, put on top. And I go outside, make myself a cup of tea, and I go and sit at the front of our house on the street. Uh, I have one fold-out chair as my table, and I have another fold-out chair for my butt seat. And then I sit there, and... Uh, I maybe put a shirt on. If it's cold, it's cold today, I'll put a shirt on. If not, I'm just sitting there with no shirt, bro, <laughs> watching people go to work while, <laughs> with my nips out. <laughs> I realized recently that's quite a weird thing to do, isn't it? To just see if it's like nine in the morning and you're going to work and there's just some guy sitting on a porch eating eggs with no shirt on. <laughs> 
I like I like being that guy and to have people because people walk past every day because it's the same people they've got their routine. I I wonder like they must. I wonder what they think. I wonder if they're envious of me or if they're like disgusted. You know. Because to see a dude on his porch eating eggs with no shirt on in the morning, like, that's... Surely people must be like, that guy's got a pretty nice life. But maybe they're like, it would be nice to have his schedule, but I would like to own more more things. <laughs> Little do they know, I have over five shirts. Each more plain and solid coloured than the last. Someone said to me the other day that they... Uh, they saw my show. A friend of mine, my housemate Naomi, is who it was. I think I've gone all confessional now. My housemate Naomi, she um, she said she uh, she she saw my show, and uh, and she she told me afterwards. She 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 confessed to me that she never noticed that I had a list before, and it really it really struck me. It's very interesting, you know, because I I think I have a list. And, and I, I notice it, but no one else ever notices it, which kind of reassures me that I don't have a list. But to have someone notice it like that, it really, really makes you think, <laughs> the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> she knows that I have a list. And uh, what she didn't notice is that I have a fucking cold. God damn it. I went through, here's why I'm dumb. I got a, I, I realized that I was getting a cold. You know when you get that day one scratchy throat? Um, wait, what the fuck is that? Oh, God, it's a piece of Velcro. I thought it was a dead moth in my cupboards. Um, you know when you get that day one scratchy throat and you're like, yes, this is me getting sick, but you don't say that to yourself. You go, no, I'm not getting sick. You know you're getting sick, but you're like, I'm not getting sick. I don't get sick. I am the Terminator. Um, but what you do do in that in a uh, beautiful act of double think is you go to a chemist and you buy a bunch of cough medicine because you you keep saying to yourself I'm not getting sick I'm not getting sick and then you back that up physically by eating the cough medicine and never once admitting to yourself that you actually think you're getting sick right because um, the physical works with the mental and then uh, so I did that I did that about a week ago I got a bunch of codril the day night ones you get like six strips of like six-day um, fucking medicines, six-day medicines, and two-night medicines, pills. Pills, is that what they're called? Fucking whatever. They're not capsules, though. Yeah, they must be pills. Jesus. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I got that, and then I, I forget to take them in the day, so I'll take, like, two, and then you're supposed to take two at a time. So I'll take, like, two, and then forget for the rest of the day. Maybe take, like, the two-night ones, and then the next day I'll take, like, two at lunch. I kind of forget what... But... And I feel it going away, but then the next day, uh, that that night when I like I've take I haven't taken them for like twelve hours or whatever, and I'll just smoke like five cigarettes, and then I wake up in the morning and my throat feels like shit, and I feel like all the good work that I put in with those fucking day capsules and the night capsules are gone because I smoked the cigarettes. So I'll be like in the morning, don't be all right, don't do that again. You've got you've let yourself off the hook here because the it's almost like the pills cancel out the cigarettes. And so I'm just back to where I was before and I wake up and I take the pills again and I go, I'm not going to smoke. And then in the night I'll smoke another five cigarettes. So I've been almost getting sick for like a week now. And this is the first day when I've got a stuffy nose and that, that does not bode well. The stuffy nose, I mean, that's, that's stage two, isn't it? At this point, the choice is now 
Do I do eucalyptus oil on my pillow, get rid of the stuffy nose, but risk drying out my throat and having a really bad raking cough for like a week? Or ride the stuffy nose out and hope that it's just because I'm in my room. Maybe it's because I'm in a confined space in my room and my carpet's shit. Either way, it's tough, man. Shit is tough. That's why I need to eat my bloody two eggs on toast every morning, huh? So uh, I got an inspect. We got an inspection tomorrow in our house. I'm supposed to be looking for new houses right now, but I got my run extended at, in in the festival, so I just have had no time. But our lease runs out on the 31st of May. Fucking if anyone in Melbourne n- knows a place, <laughs> I mean this is a stupid shout out. Me, Blake, and Brennan are looking for a three bedroom place. In the inner northwest of the city, let's say around six hundred a week with a backyard for a dog. If anyone owns that property and is by some stroke of chance looking to rent it out, uh, commencing the first of June two thousand and eighteen, no sooner or later, then hit me up uh, at ajtaquito at gmail dot com. That's a j t a q u i t o at gmail.com. Um, if you don't have that, fucking, you know what? Hit me up anyway and be like, hey, buddy, good luck in your search for a house. You're stupid. And I'll be like, thank you. Um, which we got an inspection at the fucking house tomorrow. And so we've got five bedrooms, but there's only three of us on the lease. So there's only three people supposed to be living here. And two of the people who, are, the two people who aren't on the lease are the girls. And the three who are are the guys. So it's supposed to be just three dudes living in this house. Um, so after I record this, I'm going to take all of my clothes out and put them in Phoebe's room downstairs, flip my dresser around so it's facing the wall, and then we're going to put a bunch of chairs in this room so it just looks like, you know, like a fucking, a storage cupboard or whatever, um, like no one's living here. And then there's, and just, it'll be my mattress on the bed, you know? (sighs) What a bummer. I've got to sleep on Blake's floor tonight. And then also we're not supposed to have a cat, which we 100% have a cat. <laughs> in what I, Having a cat is a very binary situation, isn't it? You can't half have a cat. Well, you can't have half of a cat, but then you still completely have half of a cat. What am I, delving into quantum physics? I think it's just because I just listened to Trash Future Podcast. It's this podcast that my friends... Uh, Riley Quinn and uh, Milo Edwards. Um, two, for, uh, Milo's a fantastic comic who... Um, Works in Russia. How the fuck is this, right? I mean, he, like, maybe I've talked about this on the pod before, but he, uh, he he went to Cambridge, and then one of his mates was this dude, this Russian guy, so Milo moved to Moscow to hang out with his mate, and then learned Russian, and in two years is now doing comedy in Russian on Russian TV, and gets flown all around Russia, and incredible, right? <laughs> So they have this podcast called Trash Future, and I was on it in August last year, and I just listened to an episode, because those guys are real funny, and their pod's great, and it's all about, like, post-capitalism, and I don't know, they're fucking as smart as I used to think I was, is how smart they are. They're fucking just all, they're all talking about, like, philosophy, different fucking thinkers, and referencing all of this stuff, and, and people I've never heard of, and, like, Marxism, and I don't fucking know what they're talking about, man, but they've... They had a, had a very uh, good pod that I just listened to about the um, experience economy. It really struck a chord with me in the way, like, 
because they're talking about London, that's like their basis for it, so that obviously resonated with me, and they were talking about how everyone now kind of has the same job, um, like, you know, anyone who works in an office, pretty much, if you talk to them for long enough, their, their theory was like, you talk to someone who works in an office for long enough and you realize that they're just getting through every day, doing these kind of random menial tasks, moving one thing to another spreadsheet to another spreadsheet or whatever, and trying to, uh, not let anyone clock on that they're not actually doing anything and, and so they can keep their job, which I don't think is exactly true. People do different things, but... It's pretty much the same, you know. I'm, I like I when I did that gig in the marketing place, and uh, I was like, "Could I get a job here?" And they're like, "No, you need a degree in like marketing or finance or something like that." I was like, I didn't say it to them because like obviously they take pride in their work, but I was kind of like, "Dude, I reckon I can pick this up in six months on the job," you know. Do it as an unpaid internship, and I reckon by the end of the six months, you'd be up to fucking speed. I don't think you need a, a four-year marketing degree to to promote Coles, you know? You need a knack is what you need for it. <clears throat> and hard work and blah, 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 blah. Skills to research, but that's what uni really is. It's not teaching you about the actual content. It's just teaching you the skills that you need to then go out and work in a job like that, which is why I tend to agree on some level that all those jobs are kind of the same. So, like, so, uh, and it, they, what they were saying about, yeah, so all these people have the same jobs, and so the way they, like, the way we in this society differentiate ourselves and kind of uh, uh, create our own identities is we go and do these weird experiential things like fucking pasta making or escape rooms or whatever. It's just a once off thing. And it's like a fetishizing of, of actual work, you know? And, uh, I was listening to that and I just remembered like, like when I lived in London, working 50 hours week, 50 hour weeks at the cafe and then, and then going every night to do unpaid comedy shows, having no time and no money. I would read Time Out every day, every day, every week. Time Out magazine comes out every Tuesday and it's free and there's all this stuff that you can do in the city and it's like bright and it kind of, it gives you this image of like, oh, there's all this fun stuff always happening. Like every change of season, the new issues are like what to like spice up your winter or like cool down in summer or autumn or spring or blah, blah, blah. Every week they're like, hello, London, this is happening. And it's like... It's like a, a, a fucking, an, an MC at a nightclub hyping the DJ, you know? That was what Time Out magazine was to London. And I would look at all the stuff in the magazine and go like, this looks so much fun. This all looks exactly like the stuff that I want to do. But I never had the money or the time for it. I never had <laughs> the capacity to do any of these things. But even just reading about it was enough to make me feel like, fuck yeah, I'm living in an amazing city. Even though I'm not getting to experience any of the stuff that is purportedly making the city so great, you know? That was the trick of London for me. London is such a great thing, whatever, but it's like, yeah, and like, and then these are the reasons why it's great, but I never did any of those things. I maybe did one every three months when I would like, I would like give myself a night off of comedy. I would allow myself to have that and not feel like, you know, ashamed or what's the word, guilty. And, uh, and I would meet up with a friend and go to like winter wonderland and have enough money to buy like two mulled wines, you know, <laughs> and like a bit of cheese or something like that and go, mmm, yummy, yummy. But it's like, I don't have the money to sustain that fucking lifestyle. And 
the way that it's presented in Time Out, though, is like that there are all these people out there doing all this kind of stuff. But who who are those people? Well, it's those young professionals working those fucking office jobs. But then the, the guys on the Trash Future podcast were kind of saying those people are, uh, are, if anything, kind of more victims of our society than people like me who couldn't do that stuff because their jobs that they had to do to afford that lifestyle were so meaningless that the only way they could find meaning in their lives were to go and do those things. I wonder if any of you guys listening right now are those people and feel attacked by what I'm saying right now. Is that, am I being... Am I being a dick by, like, writing off the the lifestyle of, like, having a, a decent-paying, like, mid-level kind of late 20s corporate job and and saying that your life is meaningless? What do you do? Surely there's someone out there listening to this. I think I've got enough listeners by now. Surely someone of you has one of those jobs. Tell me what it's like working in that corporate environment. Because those people, when I went to that marketing thing, they seemed like they were having fun when I did that show there. They seemed like they were having a good time. They were all like, this is a fucking great workplace. We all love it. Are those the people that I'm thinking about? I also was starting to think like, all right, do I start trying to sell my comedy to those people? Because me and that, like me and those people, we're kind of the same. We have the same interests and we're looking at the same lifestyle that's being sold to us as the ideal. But we're really coming at that from two completely different angles because I'm the like poor artist type um, and right now I'm time rich but like money poor. Whereas those guys are, are time poor but money rich. <sighs> what am I trying to say? But they're like, I am almost, it's like a grass is always greener thing. I'm like looking across at their side of the fence going like, man, I would love to have that money and that lifestyle. But in another way, they're probably looking at me going, I would love to be sitting on my front porch eating eggs with no shirt on at, at fucking 10 a.m. on a Tuesday morning instead of going to work, you know? And uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, do I do I sell myself as the comedian to play at their kind of functions? Like, at... Is the professional world at a point right now where it doesn't really matter if I'm up there talking about sex and putting carrots in my butt and all this kind of stuff because that's the kind of lifestyle that those people, you, if I'm talking to you, fucking you, cunt, are are like in some way strangely jealous of, you know, the freedom of not having to uh, censor yourself. Maybe that'd be like exciting to people working in offices just because in comedy, Everyone's always like, oh, no one wants to hear that stuff. When you go do corporate work, you have to play really clean and rah, 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 rah. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that. If anyone wants to book me for a gig in your office for your staff party one Friday, I'm fucking so keen to do it. I'll do it for 400 bucks. Take it out of petty cash. <laughs> That's what this podcast is. It's just an ad for my fucking services as a comedian. What a piece of shit. Anyway, if you guys fancy yourselves as intellectuals, which I obviously do, go and listen to the Trash Future podcast, man. It's really good. Riley and Milo. Uh, Riley, I think, is the only regular person, but like the only every-time person. Um, but Milo's on it a bunch, and they have a few other regulars on there. And then they just have random like intellectuals or like bloggers, thinkers, you know, whatever, um, on there. And, uh, and they talk about cool shit, you know? So what else? Where are we at? 23 minutes. That is not good enough. (sighs) 
Man, alright, so after this, what am I going to do? I got some, um, I got some work to do for, uh, for the niece thing. Man, I'm really enjoying just being in a classroom and just fucking being the class clown. What was that shit that I said the other day? <laughs> Yesterday, we were in the class and, um, by this point, I've met all the instructors. It's actually good. I remember last week, I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going. I mean, the main two instructors are fucking really good. Um, and they're both, like, great speakers. You know, they can engage the class. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm learning about marketing. I'm learning about my business, all this kind of stuff. Um, but there's also room to fuck around, you know? And uh, so yesterday, someone in the middle of the thing, someone, like, the dude was talking, and someone was just like, sorry, can, what? Uh, oh, can we just turn off the speakers there on the... And he muted the speakers, and this ambient hum just disappeared from the room. You know that point when you, like, don't realize that something's annoying you until it goes away, and you're like, oh, my God, fuck yeah. I did not realize that that was the worst thing in my life at this point. So that ambient hum disappeared, and everyone kind of went, oh. <laughs> it was like a coming to into the room. It was like that meditation bell, that boom, and you realize you're like, oh, I'm better than everyone, you know, and uh, everyone breathed that sigh of relief, and then the dude was like looking at the speaker going, oh, that's weird, I thought it was off, but it's, isn't it weird that when you turn it off, the light goes on, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I just went, what a world, eh? <laughs> I just called that out like a smart ass from my seat and fucking everyone laughed and it was so sick and it just made me feel like I was back in school again, you know? The like the slight transgression of like um calling out when you like you haven't been invited to speak, but it's like if you say something funny, they can't really get mad at you. <laughs> as long as it's funny enough they have to be like, ah fucking alright, can't <laughs> it was so good <laughs> I could see him as well like play off it like he I don't think he was upset but he was just kind of like oh you're the comedian aren't you well, I think you might have a future in this industry and uh, <laughs> I was just like yeah whatever man the, the laugh has been had you're not gonna ride my wave here <laughs> um oh god that felt so good um and, like, you know what, every, like, I probably have a 50% hit ratio in the class. Sometimes I say shit and it doesn't hit. But here's the thing. First of all, actually, it reminds me of school. Like, so, uh, all right, I'll go to what I was going to say and then I'll go back. I I probably still have a 50% hit ratio with shit that I say. Sometimes it gets a big laugh. Sometimes a few laughs. Sometimes it bombs. But I'm a comedian. I've learned how to deal with bombing, which is that you just don't acknowledge it in that situation. You don't let people... You just play it off like you would, I was just saying an interesting thing, I was just saying something that I thought I wasn't going for a laugh, you know, that's how you deal with a bomb in the class, you don't address it, don't go, well, well that bombed, because then they know you're trying to be funny, and then you're kind of a dick, because it's like, don't try and be funny, we're trying to learn, mate, so I am just act like I'm, oh, what was another one, I said, uh, I was talking about, um, the insurance that I had to get as a comedian for the comedy festival, and we were talking about insurance, and I was like, oh, yeah, so I asked him a question, like, my insurance that I got, it's it's through a, a entertainment insurance broker, uh, and they insure people for, like, 
you know, comedy, but also like 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 juggling and knife throwing and fire crap. And the guy next to me went fire crap, and I was like, yeah, I meant to say it. like I, what I said was like, yeah, you know, when they fucking they shit fire, and I got a laugh. And in my head, I was like, of course I meant to say fire crap, but I'm not going to acknowledge that. I'm just going to play it off like that's, you know, like, oh, yeah, it's just how I talk. I'm just funny all the time. No, man, I was going for a laugh and I threw it away because I, and you fucking played right into my hands, idiot. Why am I getting all high and mighty right now? He, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, but the point is, is like, I've learned as a comedian how to how to make it seem like I'm not going for a laugh, which then makes things more funny, you know? But I think I I remember that in school. That, that moment, like, there were other moments, I can't remember the things that I said, but where I didn't get laughs in the class. And it, rem- it reminded me of, like, being in school, you know? When I used to try and say funny shit in class in school and it wouldn't get a laugh, that feeling of bombing. That's always been there. I know what it's like to try and say something funny and the joke doesn't land, man. I guess I was just always meant to be a comedian, you know? I guess this was just the path that was chosen for me. Fuck, what an arrogant piece of shit. Oh, God, that's good tea. So, um... Yeah, after this, I'm just going to do some work for Nice. I got some fucking business. I'm already behind. I'm going to do that business plan. Oh, write my surveys for, for for class. I'm going to flip this room. I'm going to fucking strip my bed. I want to take this opportunity. I want to take this opportunity <laughs> to wash my sheets and my bed spreads and shit. Um, make my room look like no one lives here. And I reckon that'll take me through all that shit till about four, maybe five. And then I'm going to cook dinner. God, I love a day off. Fuck, yes, I love a day off. I'm actually, oh, I was going to say I'm kind of excited for Comedy Festival to be over, but that's not true. I'm really excited to do my last five shows of the Abisham Flat. Um, If you haven't seen it yet, 9.30 Pilgrim every night. If you listen to it the day it comes out, this pod, it's tonight, and then every day till Saturday, the last day is uh, the 21st of April 2018, and then we're done, baby, I think this pod's done, man, look, fucking, if you're, uh, if you listen to this, say a silent prayer for me, wish me good luck, I hope I get the best newcomer nomination, I'm not gonna win the fucking thing, Danielle Walker's got that shit sewn up, but... Uh, I, I really hope I get the nomination. And you know what? If I get that nomination, that would probably lead to me selling out every show for the rest of the run, which would be like a fucking an extra $1,000, which would be amazing. So let's hope that I get that nom. If I don't, congratulations to everyone who did get it. Uh, I honestly think there are some really good shows out there this year. And I'm going to try and not be upset if I don't get it, you know? But that's fucking hard because I have a very big ego and I think highly of myself. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Oh, fuck. Drop my phone. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, This has been Sitting Under a Tree. I'm Aiden Taco Jones. You have a fucking great day. Peace.